0: Well, the next week is said to be uh, perhaps a blockbuster for the uh, U.S. stock markets. as uh, They're said to have the biggest week for IPOs in years, with 15, 15 companies ready to be uh, priced. Uh, Uber, as we've uh, mentioned on a Thursday, will be the biggest U.S. company to debut since uh, Facebook back in uh, 2012. Again, that initial public offering is estimated to be in the $10 billion range and other IPOs include six different biotech companies and for more on this uh, we are joined now by Rabina Ahmed Hawk financial uh, advisor and expert Rabina joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto Rabina good afternoon nice to speak with you as always
1: Nice to speak to you Jeff
0: All right just first off uh, for the layperson uh, IPO this uh, initial public uh, offering uh, what is it and can anybody get in on it
1: yeah i mean once a company decides to go public and they list on whatever exchange they decide to list on you can as an individual investor go and buy a piece in that company. Um, This is a way that companies raise money so that they can scale. They can get bigger and bigger. Um, And this is what Uber is doing. And like you mentioned, it's one of the biggest IPOs in history. Uber is a company that has seen tremendous growth. I mean, five years ago, nobody really had heard of Uber. And now it's something that is part of our everyday life. I mean, the same thing with Facebook. It was the same kind of uh, excitement to the run up when they first IPO'd. But Facebook is a good example of how you should be careful as an individual investor getting in on the ground floor when a company first goes public because Facebook has seen very big highs and very big lows. So someone who is not... Uh, comfortable with that kind of volatility might be better off waiting to see where the stock lands before they actually go in and invest. Okay
0: so an IPO is no guarantee of uh, investment uh, success and uh, we were just talking uh, last break about this worldwide strike uh, that is going on with uh, Uber today and protest by drivers of their uh, wages and the fact that they're independent contractors and they want to be employees. So investors should be wary because uh, what this company looks like uh, today and tomorrow might not necessarily be the same company maybe five years from now
1: 100 percent, and also this kind of news i mean any company that all of a sudden has strife and has problems and people are going on strike their workers are going on strike and refusing to do the work that they they, they said they would um, that obviously puts pressure on the stock price. So whenever you hear about bad news about a company, that normally means the stock price usually comes down. You know, you hear about gold companies all the time. They bought a mine. It turned out it didn't have as much gold as they thought it would have. And all of a sudden you were invested in that company and you see your stock price plummet. Uh, so just be careful. Uber is a brand new public company or will be a brand new public company. Um, it is going to see some volatility, especially in the beginning. It is a tech test- Company. Um, so, that in and it of itself is quite volatile because tech companies, you know, if another company comes around and rivals Uber and is able to provide the same service even better, that could make Uber, un, uh, it could take, it could basically wipe that whole company out. So, just be aware of those things. Um, I am all, as you know, Jeff, a believer in buying companies that have well established histories that pay a good dividend. I'm not sure if Uber is going to pay a dividend, I would doubt it at this point. Uh, and uh, that are going to have good long-term growth, where you can grow slowly and steadily, you know, the tortoise and the hare scenario, rather than trying to grow right away in a couple of years and make a lot of money.
0: Yeah, what is it with all of these IPOs, and particularly all sort of clustered together? As I mentioned off the top, Ravina, you know, we're looking at 15 companies that are uh, ready to uh, debut. They're uh, ready to be uh, priced. Uh, wh- why the glut on the market? I mean, just last week we had that blockbuster, uh, Beyond Meat. Their IPO, their, their stock gained, it was 160 three percent on the first day
1: yeah i mean a lot of it has to do with the fact that business sentiment in the u.s is really good right now i mean donald trump has done one thing it has attracted businesses to continue to scale and a lot of people are feeling very good about the fact that they're going to make a lot of money um and that of course helps stock uh, the stock market as well where more and more companies grow they decide to go public they decide to raise some funds Uh, That could be a part of it. Why there's a glut at this time? Uh, There's no real reason. I mean, a lot of tech companies um, have been growing at tremendous uh, rates, and now they're at a point where they are able to um, go and list themselves on the market.
0: Yeah, what are the repercussions of all of these IPOs uh, for business, do you think, uh, Rabina? I've seen some commentary that's uh, suggesting that maybe we're seeing just uh, too much money thrown at too few companies or t- or too few uh, sectors. Uh, do we, I mean, there's only so much money and capital to uh, go around, but it is a finite uh, resource uh, after all. Are there some uh, companies and some sectors that are in danger of being neglected or maybe not growing as much?
1: Well, I mean, we've been hearing a lot about the Fang stocks. If you're not familiar with that, that's uh, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, uh, Netflix, and it used to be Google, but now it's called Alphabet. But it's Alphabet's Google, so that makes that acronym Fang. Okay. Um, and these are the biggest companies in the world. They're all tech companies. They're all companies where most of us use them on a daily basis. And so there is a lot of Uh, interest in very few different companies. So as an investor, you might feel like, oh, I'll just go all in on these companies. But as I said before, I mean, tech companies can change quite quickly. And sometimes those other industries like oil and gas and, and the resource sectors and manufacturing sector, they get uh, they get neglected because we get so excited. Tech companies have, since the, you know, the late 1990s, been the sexiest kind of stock to buy. I mean, you can make a lot of money very quickly um, in the tech sector, but you can also lose a lot of money. So um, I think that that's the problem, is that a lot of people have their focus on tech companies when the good, you know, long-lasting companies that you can buy stocks in, bank stocks and, and manufacturing stocks um, they've been around for a long time, and they don't have that sex appeal like the, the 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 tech stocks do, but they give you the longevity, they give you the dividend over 20, 25 years.
0: Yeah, just finally, let me ask you about Beyond Meat, if I could, because I'm really fascinated by this, 163% on its first day of trading it uh, gained, and a lot of people believe that maybe it is the uh, future of food, but uh, again, is this one of these things that it could be a trend, these sort of things could uh, ebb and flow? And do you get concerned at all when you see a number like that, 163 gained uh, on its first day. Is that too much too soon?
1: I am a big believer in these uh, alternative meat products. I think they are like this is just my personal opinion. I think they are the future, and a lot of people have been talking about how they could be uh, the answer to all the environmental problems that meat production has been causing uh, because we are consuming so much more meat, and there are so many more of us in the planet that eat products like chicken and beef and pork and other products. So these alternatives, which a lot of some people are saying are more expensive to produce, but they can be produced um, if they found a way to produce it in a more of a mass. Uh, if they could get into the market and rival the cost of meat, I mean, if I'm going to buy a steak that's made out of um, non-meat products or a steak that's made out of meat products, if it tastes the same, and I know one is more environmentally friendly and the other, and the other one isn't, I might choose the one that you know is better for the environment. So. I think that's why that stock saw that kind of rise because the, the those kind of beyond meat the impossible meats company um, we know that uh, meat producers here in Canada have taken a equity stake in some of these companies because they understand the meat industry and they're saying okay if you're going to be on the shelf with us we want to we want to be a part of it so we can help market this this product properly because we know what our customers want so you know again if you're an investor it can be a little bit scary but um, this is one of, those, one of those companies people are really excited about. I've yeah, but you're
0: long- not concerned when you see 163% on its first day? Do you think that there's been a rush here and that it's, uh, again, just too much, too quick?
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, from a stock, stock price perspective, absolutely. I mean, if you're an investor like you and I who just regularly buy, you know, a little bit here and there, then you should sit on the sideline to see where the stock lands before you decide to get in. Let it have its volatile moments. Let it sort of settle where it's supposed to. I mean, if you want to buy a little bit, if you've got a couple of thousand dollars that you wouldn't mind losing – then fine, go ahead and buy some stock and be on meat. But be aware that it is a brand new um, IPO and that we don't really know where it can go.
0: All right, the way things are going right now, I'd be lucky to scrape enough shekels together to get a Beyond Meat burger somewhere. Never mind yeah. getting in on the IPO. But
1: <laughs> Rubina, I heard they're really salty. I, that's one of the criticism I do here. I haven't had one, but I heard they're a little bit more salty than people were expecting.
0: All right, here we go. Not only do we get financial advice, we're, we're getting a culinary review as well. I love it. All right, <laughs> Rabina, thank you so much. I appreciate the time as always. I'll see you later. You got it. There's financial uh, expert Rabina Ahmed-Hawk this afternoon.